Thanks for listening to the Stimulate Run podcast. If you like what you hear, remember to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. If you would like to get in touch or have future guest suggestions, please make contact via email or slide into DMs on any of the social channels. Here's your host, Erwin, with this episode's guest. Everybody to another episode of the Stimulate Run podcast. Uh, we do like to get a lot of diverse guests on board, and I can say that this is my first guest uh, from the food world. So uh, I think this will be pretty cool, and it's pretty cool to have him on. Um, he's a MasterChef contestant. He's a business owner. He's just flown in from Brisbane from the Good Food and Wine Show, and I dare say he won't be sitting still in Perth. Uh, before he has to get somewhere else. But uh, welcome to the Stimulate Run podcast, Brendan Pang. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Owen. Excited to have a chat other than food. Yeah, I was going to say, and importantly, (laughs) he's a runner. Um, So he's come over to to our side of the world. Um, But I suppose you're going to give us a bit of a background, mate, on who you are um, for people that don't know you, um, what your background is, and I suppose your heritage as well. Yeah, so um, my name's Brendan Pang. I was born in Perth. I'm 29 now, so turning 30 soon, hitting that big milestone. Uh, but yeah, I grew up in Perth. I actually, long story short, I actually studied social work and I worked as a social worker. And then I um, applied for MasterChef just because I didn't really enjoy doing what I was doing. And I think I always wanted to work for someone, for myself, sorry. I didn't like working for other people. Um, but further to that, my heritage is I'm Chinese Mauritian. So my family are very, you could say a lot is centered around food, uh-huh. um, whether it's like a celebration or just a catch up. And um, we're always talking about food. And in the past four to five years, a lot of people in my family kind of made the shift over to hospitality and food. So um, I kind of followed and made my own path really. The social work side was something that's um, really jumped out when I was doing some research. Um, do you want to, you know, it's up there with teaching, nursing and those type of professions. Uh, what made you get into it? Like it's a very much a calling and uh, not something that you just go and do because you're not going to get paid amazingly well. Um, <laughs> where did that all start? Yeah, I think um, for me, uh, there's a few reasons. Like I think when you finish school, especially here in Australia, like, there is a lot of pressure to go to university. So I actually studied architecture first, but whilst I was doing that, I was volunteering a fair bit with a few mates, um, like a, it's called Edmund Rice Camps for Kids. Mm. Um, And I was doing it like, I was spending so much time doing that, but I was like, you know, 18, 19 studying, but not really enjoying studying. So I went on a big, I went on a big volunteering trip to East Africa. And then I came back and I, I kind of said to mom, I think I want to work in this kind of field instead. Um, not really knowing too much like what it was about, but I just knew like I liked helping other people and, and being like on the ground, being quite social with that kind of that kind of work. Um, and then, yeah, so I studied social work, got a job for child protection, which isn't probably the, the funnest job in social work. So I did that for a couple of years up in Broome, um, up until I decided to change change careers. <laughs> and uh, can you talk me through that coming in? You're doing architecture, then walking in the house and saying, hey, mom, I'm going to do social work. Like from a cultural point of view, um, how was that received? 
were they like, oh, okay, no problem. Um, like, into, were they progressive or were they very much still traditional? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point because I think coming from a Mauritian family, especially having my my parents migrate to Australia just before I was born, and not um, having the best opportunity to like education themselves, um, I think for me it was like a lot of like their big focus was like going to school, going to the best school. So I went to like an old boys private school, going to the best universities, getting like the best job that like pays, pays the most. But um, they were actually surprisingly quite progressive. And I think my mum especially is, is very open to a lot of different things. So she wasn't upset at all that I wanted to change. She kind of just said, yeah, that's cool. Like I'll support you. So. And your heritage as well. Like, um, you know, the old, I find personally, the older you get, the more you want to find out. Um, did you did you leave quite young? And then have you had that moment now where you almost want to know your history? Uh, maybe it is, you know, with your food, which we'll get to. But um, did you ever have a moment when you're like, oh, I want to know what my parents' story is, what happened to them growing up and how they got to where we are? Yeah, I think a big thing has been the food. Um because we are Chinese Mauritian, but we don't really have a very strong connection to our Chinese heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Mauritius is such like a new country and there's such a um, big mix, you could say. So there's like Indian, French, Creole, Chinese influence. Um, so even my grandmother, who I call my guame, um, she doesn't really talk much about like her Chinese heritage, apart from like a little bit of food here and there. Um, and then it's like removed a little from like my parents and then there's me. So a lot of um, the food that I cook has been a bit of exploration in like different Chinese cuisines and regions. Um, but then understanding how my parents grew up, it is very different to how I've grown up here in Australia, in Perth. Um, and yeah, I'm always interested to learn more about um, how they experienced everyday life. Yeah. And then I suppose when you, you were working in Broome, am I correct? Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're sitting there going, oh, I need to make a change, or I want to make a change. Let's go do Master Chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you again told family and friends, you know, was cooking in your life then, like, or was it just, oh, I want to do something completely different? There's a show, you know, like, or was it such a big influence in your life already? <laughs> um, it's actually funny because you can't actually tell anyone that you're going on the show, like when you're auditioning and. Um, cause they, they film well in advance. Um, but I did tell my mom, so I told a couple of people, but I think they all, they all kind of knew that I've always been quite creative and I like to cook. Um, they didn't really show it too much, but I think they were a bit shocked that I was going on to MasterChef. Um, especially cause I think I'm a little bit more introverted. Like I, I kind of keep to myself. I still like, like to do my, my own thing and push myself and put myself out there. Um, but it was very not many people say oh, I'm, I'm going on like a reality tv show for cooking mm. <laughs> well i suppose especially like people that generally the story we get sold is people that have worked in hospitality or that industry most of the time um so then you know you coming from social work now going to do it it's like oh mm. this is a bit or they probably didn't expect yeah, you to go yeah. deep right it was like oh he's gonna cook the same kind of food all the time knock us off yeah. our feet for a few things and then he'll be gone yeah, yeah, I think, um, well, personally for me, like, um, it actually wasn't considered, like, when I when I finished school, I didn't think cooking or, like, being a chef was, like, a real job. Mm. Um, 
believe it got to do with like my upbringing and where my, my family values and where they come from. Um, but then when I went on the show, there was actually, um, yeah, I think I have had a bit of experience in like, you know, growing up in Australia, like eating what you could say Australian food or like modern Australian food. And then there's also food from my culture and heritage. And then there's a lot of food that I'm interested in um, just because like, I don't know much about my Chinese heritage. So um, a lot of exploration there. Yeah. As you as you appreciate as well as your heritage appreciation, but the appreciation for the your food of your um you know your history come through later in life. Like I have that moment now where I go, oh, can't wait to go to mum's house to have like, biryani or have something like that because. But when I was as a teenager or a kid, I'd be like, oh, why don't I want to have this again this week? I have it every second day. What's going? You know, have have you kind of grown to appreciate the things that other people don't have on offer all the time? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think those those kind of dishes, like you said, like we eat brownie as well. Um, but they're all dishes that when I grew up, when when I was a kid, like I didn't really like to eat too much. I didn't know much about food when I was young. Um, but it's funny because now that I'm I'm turning 30, like there's a lot of dishes that I'm like, I wish I knew how to cook. Mm. Um, even though when I was so young, I was like, oh, I hate eating like stir fries all the time. Or like I hate eating like a, a stew with like bread. Like, mm. I'd rather eat like, fun, fun things that are a bit different. Like I'd, I wanted like spaghetti or um, like seafood and different things. So, yeah. Yeah, I still remember people coming over, friends from the neighborhood on Sunday. Oh, what's your mum making? I'm like, oh, mince curry. And they'd be like, oh, great. Like, it's, they'd plan it. But I'm sitting there going, oh, I just can't wait to escape this to go have steak and <laughs> chips like the rest of you too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's quite interesting you mentioned that you are an introvert. Um, but you, for what you, where you are now, you really do have to put yourself out there um, mm. and be open to put yourself out there. Is that something that you've developed over time? And I suppose, how did you start doing it? Like, you know, the confidence factor, you can't just fake it till you make it, but where did that all come from? Yeah, absolutely. Like I've been the biggest introvert my whole life and I still am, even though a lot of people would say, well, like you do public cooking demonstrations and you do speeches and things like that. Um, I think a lot of it has been just putting myself out of my comfort zone and pushing myself to the limits basically just to kind of um, progress or, or like in, in anything really, it might be my career or life. Like I remember being at school and um, being quite shy, but like wanting to try out like the drama class or like trying like different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what it was, like what it is that in my head that ticks, but um, all these little things are things that like I would never usually do, but I wanted to put myself out there just to, to get better. And then how do you reflect on things? Like even now, how do you go, oh, I need to do that a bit better or to continue to personally develop? Like if you need educating in social media, public speaking, like do you have a mentor or who do you go to for that? (laughs) Um, Honestly, self-reflection, this is quite on point here, but running helps a lot. Um, But in terms of a mentor... I don't really have any specific mentors. I have had a few people that I've kind of leaned towards when it comes to business. Um, but I'm one, I'm a person to like do their research. So if I know that like I'm lacking in a certain area, 
I will ask so many, like for example, it might be social media. I'll ask a lot of people about it. I do my research. Um, and then I try to come up with the best plan that I think will work. Um, yeah, that's kind of like how I go about things. All right, cool. And in terms of taking a risk, you know, everybody's got ideas of things that they want to do. And, you know, you would have spoken to a few people and, and they thought, no, don't do that. Like, it's a silly idea. But you've, you've taken risk, right? And you jumped in. Um, what... Where did that come from? Like, uh, were you somebody who was conservative and then you're like, oh, no, I'm going to go do it? Or were you always just give it a go and see if it works out? Um, yeah, I've always been, I don't want to say big risk taker. I think I've always made some really bold and big decisions. Um, but like I said, I think in the previous point, like I do think about it a lot first. Like it's not just, oh, I'm going to like quit food now to like go go back to architecture or something. Like I'll, I'll really have to, have to think about it reflect um i actually talked to my family a fair bit about it because i'm quite close with them and i do as much research as i can to the point where i feel confident that i'm going to do this and if it doesn't work that's fine but i know like i've given it my best shot yeah cool um scared of failure um it's one of those things like vulnerability is such a thing now like i'm putting yourself out there like are you scared to fail or is that is failure more of a learning for you? Uh, I think everyone's kind of scared to fail. I, um, I, I definitely have a lot of um, fears when it comes to things. And um, I think that's kind of like how I've grown my business has been like low risk and like incremental steps along the way. And as things get bigger and my business grows, like I know like I, I have to make bigger decisions these days, which are quite, quite scary. Um, but yeah, I think I am a person that also doesn't kind of like um, take things too seriously, I'd say. Mm. So if something happens, if I have a fight with someone, not that I have any fights, but like if I have an argument or I don't feel good about something, I pretty quickly will reflect on it and um, move forward. So in the grand scheme of things, I think failure-wise, um, it is, yeah, it's all, it's all learning. Yeah, you can only go up from there. And you found your niche, right? Like, you obviously know what works, what you're good at, and what the market needs. Um, how hard is it also to restrict yourself? Um, like your dumplings, noodles. <laughs> Instead of going, oh, I really want to go try and like you've almost just gone. I'm good here, but I'm going to do the best possibly thing I can do. Like. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm um, like I'm really big on marketing and branding, mm -hmm. um, and that's I always say to people like that's one of my favorite parts of the business and being creative. So for me, building that brand after MasterChef was quite important, and and focusing and doing well on something for like example dumplings and noodles. But it does get hard because I'm also very um, creative and I have so many ideas. So there's a lot of times where I want to do different things, but it doesn't mean I can't make it work. Um, within my kind of like brand and it's just it just means that I need to work a bit more on maybe the marketing aspect or something but um, I always tend to like try make it work somehow and do you wake up and you still get surprised like you know the weekend you were doing good food and wine right do you ever have a moment where you go back to the hotel and you sit there and go geez a few years ago I was in Broome 
doing social work <laughs> and years before that doing architecture and now I'm standing up in front of hundreds of people doing cooking demonstrations and people on the street are asking me for photos they're buying my cookbooks they're you know like yeah. do you and then how do you not get too ahead of yourself yeah it's definitely always a pinch myself moment there are there are times where like I'll sit back and be like whoa like I can't believe my life is where it is now and I get to do some really special things and um, I'm always really grateful of all that. My family keep me quite grounded, which is good. Um, if I'm, yeah, ever ahead of myself, which doesn't really happen too much, they'll kind of put me in my place. But I think um, the values that I've grown up on and, and coming from a social work background kind of helped build a very strong base um, for myself. So, Yeah. <laughs> and then after this i promise we'll move to a bit of running mate so in terms <laughs> of the picking order of cooking in the family um yeah. you know where do you sit i dare say mum has still got the mantle um and you can't really tell her how to make certain things but has that dial shifted a little bit in the family dynamic <laughs> well the dynamics have actually shifted a lot recently it was always my grandmother my grandma because she's like the um cooking matriarch you could say um and then there's like my mom and my aunties and my uncle and stuff but now they all work in hospitality so mom's got a cake business my auntie has a, a food um, business as well and so does my uncle um so we pretty much everyone thinks they're the best cook <laughs> um but no everyone loves to cook and we all bring our own kind of flair and different characteristics to it um I think I'm a bit more I'm not going to say progressive maybe a bit different with the way I cook so it's kind of fun because it's things that maybe my mum or my auntie would never cook um but yeah we all kind of bring different things to the table which is quite exciting a lot of good food yeah i suppose they would also appreciate that right because they'd go oh we've been cooking this dish this way and now it's so refreshing because it's going to continue as well you're now continuing that where there's probably times you're thinking oh this guy's got no interest in continuing family mm -hmm. recipes or so for them yeah. and like your grandmother probably sits there and goes oh now i know that that's being passed on and it's gonna the next generation will be passed on as well yeah i love to um i think i said earlier like at the moment like it's been a really special experience just learning how to cook a lot of older dishes that i took for granted growing up but now just learning how to cook them perfectly even if they might seem quite simple they're things that you can't really order out um but yeah in addition to that i think like in 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 the realm of like dumplings like i only grew up learning how to make wontons for example from my grandmother but now with like my experience going on the show and like running my business, like I, I do a lot of research and practice and I always cook different dumplings. So I think my family quite enjoy having to get to try different things. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the fun, like the stuff that we, <laughs> <laughs> I know this is your little escape, so I don't want to bring you on oh, no, a no, podcast about cooking. Yeah. So no, no, um, in terms of running mate, like when did that come into your life and, um, how do you use it in day-to-day -day life? You know, is it an escape thing or another challenge in your life? Yeah, I think the fitness part for me actually has been quite a big thing. I think the end of last year, I kind of was stuck in a bit of a rut. Mm. Um, obviously being really busy with all these different like projects and business and 
um, personal life and, and all that stuff. So at the start of 2022, I kind of just said to myself, like I wanted to get back into the gym. Like I've always actually been quite competitive. We can talk about that later, but um, I've always been quite active. You could say like I used to play state basketball when I was quite young. Um, actually never been a runner and never been like a distance runner. And then I just started running at the start of this year um, and just started very small. So like 4Ks, like easy jog. And then got to a point where I actually, oh, I, I met this um, trainer at a gym that I joined. And she was like, we should go for a run one day. I was like, okay, um, not really that fast, but <laughs> not that it's about speed, but I was like, I hope you can keep, I can keep up to you. Um, and then we found we were quite like on point with each other, very similar values. Um, and then we just kept running like once a week. And then it got to the point where we enjoyed it so much. We're like, maybe we should train towards something and signed up for the Perth half marathon earlier this year. Got you. Absolutely sucked in. All right. The rest is history. Yeah, basically. I, I loved it so much. I think the, I always say like, I think the process or like the journey, just the running kind of like life is very different and it teaches you so much. Like, like I, I get up the first thing in the morning is like, I'll go for a run. That's part of that day in, in terms of training. And I know it's like probably one of the hardest things or easiest things I'll do that day, but the rest kind of flows quite nicely afterwards. And in terms of, oh, what's the thing that you learn, you've learned about running that you didn't expect? Um, personally, for me, that you can achieve a lot more than what you think. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people, when they, there's a bit of stigma when it comes to running. It's like it's actually really hard and it requires so much effort. Um, but just like anything in life, I think if you just put your mind to it and commit to, to something like you can actually improve a fair bit. Like I'm running a lot more distance and um, than I did at the start of this year. And I never thought I could even run. Like I used to be um, at school, I used to just do like the sprints, like hundred meters and 200 meters. And now I'm running like 20 Ks on weekends quite easily. And then has it taught you anything about yourself that you didn't know? You know, have you, do you think you're a lot more resilient type of person? Can you link that back to running or what type of things that, and all that, how do you use it in your day? Um, to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely it, it has taught me a lot of, I guess, about myself. Resilience is, is like a big thing. I think being able to run a fair bit each week and um, it's quite like a, I don't know. It kind of, there is that stigma that like running is tough and like I can, I run a lot each week and I run it every day almost. And um, it makes me feel strong and like healthy and fit. Um, and then that kind of flows on to like my mental health and the way I operate in terms of work or like with other people. Um, even when I'm traveling, like I feel quite alert because like I am running and I don't need to go to a gym. Like I can just like on the, on the weekend, like in Brizzy, I went for a couple of runs um, but in terms of everyday life, like it is a very good escape for me. And like I run actually without any like earphones or music. Like I'll just run with my watch, obviously, so I can see how fast I'm going. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it's good. It's good to escape everything because I'm always like in the, if I'm not like on stage cooking, doing like classes or like demos um, or in hospitality, like serving food or in the kitchen, 
it's just nice to get out there and like breathe in the fresh air and just run. I'm and gonna come. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sometimes yeah. you actually left with more questions than answers at the end of a run, <laughs> even though you're definitely. going to seek answers. Mm. <laughs> um, the word competitive, I wrote that down and circled it. Um, <laughs> more like the way I kind of see it potentially with you, like more high achiever, which most high achievers will never identify themselves as, but mm. you know, you're somebody who continues to chase and wants to. So with running now, is it something that you're going, oh, how quickly, can, how fast can I do this? How far can I go? Like, what's the best I can be? So it's not necessarily just I go for a run, whatever happens. You now immerse yourself in it and you go hard at it to get yeah. results in it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, if you speak to like a lot of people I train with in the gym, like I've, I've got so many friends now that I, I find like I've made through fitness and sport um, but I've always been one to like be the fittest in the gym or like the strongest. Um, so it is, I guess, yeah, I've never thought of it that way. Like not so much competitive, but it is being wanting to be a high achiever and achieve those like milestones or um, PBs. So when it comes to running now, like I, I do want to kind of, I've done like my, I did a half earlier this year. Um, I'd like to get a PB on that and run better, like even, um, maybe do a marathon next year or something. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I was going to say, what are the pipe dream um, ambitions? Uh, and then do you think that that works hand in hand with your professional goals? You know, like, is that the kind of uh, linear progression you want to see as well with your running? That um, does career kind of leave itself now and you go, okay, what, what's my next challenge? Um, yeah, no, I think my career is like, I'm very, I've got my business to a point now where I don't need to be there all the time. So um, it's quite interesting because hospitality is a really hard job, <laughs> always working. And especially when you're a business owner, so I'm always like on my phone, on my laptop, or if there's no one to work, like you're the last person there at night. Um, you might have had a really good service and sold heaps of food, but you've got to clean someone's going to do the dishes someone's got to mop the floor um but i have gotten to my business to the point now where i don't need to be there as much so i can focus on some other hobbies you could say or, or things that i really enjoy and i have really enjoyed running this past year and i do want to kind of like step it up a bit so i do have like my own coach and um, i'm not really sure where it'll go yet but i know i do want to achieve some things in that field and yeah. like, are you coachable? Like that, that's quite interesting. Like you know, a lot of the, t a lot of the times uh, the high achiever or someone who is really independent now going to somebody else for assistance, it's like, oh, mm. how can this person really help? <laughs> or do you question, like, do you want to learn as well? Like, are you somebody that goes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. am I coachable? Yeah, for sure. Because I don't really, I'm so new to running. So I don't know all the ins and like, I think this is what a lot of people don't know is like running isn't just running. There's so much to it. There's like diet, there's like sleep, there's long, slow runs, there's, there's speed, there's everything like so many little things to it. Um, so in terms of am I coachable? Absolutely. Because um, my coach is like really good at what he does. He's a pro. And um, honestly, whatever he says, like I take on and I try to work on it really like a lot in the next week until we, we kind of catch up next. So yeah, kind of, 
always taking on board what he says. <laughs> are, are you somebody who also knows how to escape though? Like, do you have a holiday? Do you, you know, or is it, <laughs> or do you need to be go, go, go? Um, and <laughs> That's funny because, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, what are you going to say? No, no, yeah, go for it. It's funny um, that you mentioned this because I, I feel like a few people have said this to me lately and um, I'm kind of sensing a theme here that I might need a, need a little <laughs> break. Um, yeah, I think I travel so much for work. So I do try to like add on a few days on each trip just to like for myself. Although Brisbane on the weekend was just in and out. So, um, but I do have the flexibility in, in everyday life. Like I know it seems like I'm so busy, which I am and I'm always kind of like nonstop. Um, I think that's also like part of my personality. I don't really like to sit still. I really struggle to sit still, even though I know how important it is. Um, but I have the flexibility to do things for myself. So like I had a really good sleep last night. I didn't go running today, actually. So it's like my, my rest day and I'm actually struggling, just not doing anything. Um, so, yeah, it's I should probably force myself more often to take, take breaks and um, to go away. What do you enjoy about doing your own thing you know like you did say it's a struggle hospitality and um at the end of the early on it's a risk right um probably mm-hmm. still a risk now if you want to bring out a new range or um yeah. but you also people will look at you and go wow he's his own boss um yeah. what do you enjoy about that part of it yeah oh there's so many benefits to to working for yourself like the re- rewards that you you reap at the end of it are like massive and it's like hard work is so important. I know opportunities are really important and they're ones that I've always taken. Like I'm always big on taking the, the next opportunity that comes my way. Um, so in terms of working for myself, I am my own boss, which is great. And I love that. Um, but I am very strict on myself too. Like there's a lot of goals to me. I, I work quite late at night um and i do long hours but then again like i can take time off if i want i can go for a run i can train for for um races and and things like that like i was actually speaking to a friend the other day and i asked if they'd they'd do just a fun run with me um and they were like well they just don't have time like they can't um and i was like well like actually i know i'm very busy but i can make the time yeah interesting you mentioned that i think probably covid um taught us that is that we were using our time terribly. Um, mm. Is that something that you, I suppose, implement now? And, you know, for somebody to say to you, they don't have time, you're probably sitting there going, serious? Um, <laughs> is that something that you reflect on, even how you're using your time now and maximizing it? Yeah, I have a lot actually in the past. Yeah, you could say during COVID really. And I think because my business is still so young, um, just like with any new project, put so much of yourself into it at first to build it um and then i just try to you know that saying like trying to trying to work smarter not not harder Mm. so i'm just trying to be a bit a bit more smart in the way i work so like having a manager to take on the the jobs that i don't need to do as much um just like admin stuff um which frees me up to do other things which is quite good in terms of um, like bucket list items, like is there an event that you'd, I know you mentioned you, you possibly want to do a marathon, but are you somebody who wants to do the majors or ultras or is there something that you coming mm. into the world of running, you go, oh, that's a bucket list item. And I suppose why? 
yeah i this this is really interesting like i am one to always push myself like we were speaking speaking about earlier um if it was like social work or master chef or like working for myself um like running i want to improve on running and i know that there'll always be braces that i can sign up for i would love to i actually haven't traveled too much i know i travel a lot for work but it's it's mostly within australia mm. um I'd like to travel a bit more overseas and internationally, potentially do like a, a destination race, which would be cool. Um, I don't know which one yet. Um, and I know some of those are really hard to get into, but the other day I was like, I, I also love cycling. Um, yeah. So it'd be cool to hopefully do maybe one day do like a triathlon or something. I was something, about to say, I can see a triathlon yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I, yeah, I'm not very good at swimming. <laughs> I need to see that's this is where my, like my competitive side kicks in and like I want to be like a high achiever is like, well, I actually can't really, I, well, I haven't swum in a long time, um, but I, I want to push myself to achieve that. Yeah. And then are there people within your professional world who were are runners or, and you had almost no idea and now you've looked, you've got this new relationship you know like i think we've had those people and now you're going oh i didn't know that you ran like now we've yeah, got this yeah. we've had this massive thing in common all this time but yeah. now we've also got this extra thing this is so funny this this must be like something that happens a fair bit if you're asking me this but um yeah it's it's happened so much like so many i can talk about running for, for ages now but um even like my my leasing agent runs like marathons and i was i didn't even know that but um, we got into this chat and I was like, oh my God, like we could just talk forever about this. Um, and we're only ever talk like business and that's it and numbers. Um, but even my, my manager, so my personal manager for work, she also has a running coach and it's quite interesting because we're always talking just work and business and growing the business. But um, now it's like 50, 50, almost like running and, and talking about like, how did you sleep last night? How's your um, diet been this week? Like, um, when's your long run and, and this and that so yeah I've made so many new friends and relationships through running I think the one thing I look forward to every week is run club mm. um, just because like it's a, a social aspect to it and get to have coffee after yeah uh, it's such a diverse world right like I know a lot of um, my running mates I think one of them even mentioned to me he goes there, there would have been never a stage in our lives where we would have been friends if we didn't mm. run together, like it yeah. just, we would never have crossed paths, um, which is quite amazing. And the things you learn for being exposed to people 20 years older than you, um, spending two hours with them on a Sunday. Um, and then you go, <laughs> Oh, I can bring that into my world now. Um, yeah. Just the mature conversation too. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because like everyone, a lot of people that run obviously have their own careers and lives and that are so, so different. Um, and as you say, like you probably wouldn't be friends with many of them if you didn't run um, or run together. So I think um, I'm still so fresh to the to the sport, but I've made so many friends in just the past few months and people that have um, had so much value to my life and hopefully I've done the same to them. There's in terms, what surprise, like, you know, are you a gear person? Um, it's always interesting when new runners come in, they go, I want to get the shoes, I want to get the kit, I want to get the watch. <laughs> um, and the, but a lot of people say, oh, running is a simple sport, just need shoes and a hat and, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
like are you somebody that goes oh i'm diving right in and i'm getting all the kit uh or do you like to almost keep it well, simple as well <laughs> i wasn't until quite recently so like I've, I've never really been i don't really spend so much money on myself in like other aspects of life when it comes to like shoes and this and that um but i have become a bit geeky about it especially because like my coach also works at a, a, a running like shoe shop a running shop sorry um yes like i bought a new garmin recently i've, I've always just like worn my my apple watch which which is so handy for work because you can mm. like everything basically synced in um but yeah i bought a new new garmin recently and i was like oh my god this has changed everything so now i'm like <laughs> buying new running shoes and um new like compression like like shorts and tights and everything so um i don't i don't know if it'll stop any, anytime soon i think it's just the start <laughs> yeah i don't see it stopping by the sound of it. So, <laughs> you have to get yourself some deals i reckon just to help you out um, i know i get should, all these um, all these food deals i should try to get some running stuff now <laughs> yeah and I suppose before I've got one last question that we'll that normally ask guests, but um, where can people find you? You know, um, you do, I think you're down in Frio, um, down in the market area, like um, not the actual Frio markets, but you've got a van uh, as well. You've yes. got a book out as, um, you know, where, what's the best way to find out? more about you yeah so um yeah my my business is actually i haven't said it yet but it's called bumplings yep um so it's like brendan's dumplings but we operate it's very casual it's like takeout um in an airstream so we're located inside the sunshine harvester works which That's is it, yep. corner james and beach street in Fremantle. Um, it's a really cool venue so it's it's a shared kind of space you can get food from the Mexican guys, you can get like pizza, burgers, you can get a beer whilst you're there. There's a brewery on site as well. Um, I also have some dumplings in, in Woolies, which is quite cool. A project that I've been working on recently. Um, and I just have yeah a whole bunch of things that I'm, I'm working on and, and releasing. So a book out, my second book out soon. Um, and then running wise, I should mention this too, but I run with the guys at DBL Gym. So yep, cool. Um, my coach is Matt Smith and then there's like Macca down there too. So we, we run every Wednesday doing run club, which is quite fun. Yeah. You walk, well, it can be interesting. Fremantle half marathon actually turns right in front of um, the location. No, I actually signed up <laughs> last week because I didn't realize it, it went straight past my business. So. Yeah. So it'd be quite interesting. Uh, like imagine you having this moment again, that pinch yourself moment, right? Um, running straight past and nobody who's next to you, it'd be quite interesting. But um, do you have it? Not that you need to say where you shop, but you go into Woolies. Um, have you ever almost had to stand there and look and go, "Wow, like, wow, that's that's me." <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually get like quite not embarrassed, but like I had to go buy some the other day for a shoot. And I was like wearing my hat and going in there to like buy my own dumplings. And I was like, what is going on here? Like surely just be proud and like go in there and buy them. Um, but I don't like to make a big deal out of things. So it, it is a really cool achievement and something that um, not many people probably get to see in their lifetime, but I'm, I'm so special and lucky to be able to do things like that. Yeah. I can imagine when Woolies first brought out a range, your mum probably sat there all day. And they're saying, that's my son. That's my son. <laughs> and, I know. All my grandmother was was buying them a lot. And I obviously get to, like, it's my own business as well. So I was like, I can just stock up for you. Or like, 
I can give them to you. Like I'll buy them and give them to you. And she's like, no, she was buying them every week at all these because she was so <laughs> proud just going in there. And, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, to finish up, mate, um, and thanks so much for your time and sharing a bit of your story. Um, I normally ask the guest, if you were able to speak to your younger self and give them a message, what would it be? Oh, that's a, that is a good one. Um, this is a hard one because I'm, I'm pretty content with where I am right now and I'm pretty happy. I know, I know like the younger me was very scared and shy and introverted. Um, but I would probably encourage my younger self to, to keep putting myself out there and reaching for those goals that you might not ever think that are achievable. Um, you just try a little bit and you'll be surprised what you might achieve. Awesome. Thanks so much. Um, if you can just repeat where we can find you. So the name of your business as well, uh, where you're stocked and also your book can get through the website. Um, yes. Social yeah. media and Instagram as well, which will tag in the show notes too. So um, yeah, if you just want to mention one more time for, for those who missed it a bit earlier. Yeah. Awesome. So my business is called Bumplings. We, um, we sell like dumplings and noodles and we take like takeout style food located inside the Sunshine Harvester Works, which is on the corner of James and Beach Street in Fremantle. Um, but we do have a website, so it's bumplings.com.au. Other than that, I also have my own frozen dumpling range available in selected Woolies. So if you jump onto the website as well, there's a store located on there. You can put in like your postcode and find the closest um, stockist. And then I have a book, a cookbook, my second one coming out just before Christmas. So perfect time to get a present. Absolutely. But yeah, everything is online, even on, on my social media. If you look me up, um, Brendan Pang or my business Bumplings. Be awesome. we'll, we'll put that in the notes. And you've got, so you've signed up for Fremantle Half. So that's the next running event. Yes, um, yeah. I'll be down there. I think I'll do the 10K. Um, the half has fried me the last couple of years. But oh, really? yeah, 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 it's no. just been been stinking hot but it won't be for you i can guarantee it i think um but i'll see you down there anyway um and yeah i heard it was um very hot last year down there yeah the last couple of years it's just been that that first day of summer so thought no let's downgrade to the 10 um and just enjoy it a little bit but um looking forward to hearing about the marathon next year maybe maybe next yes. year or the year after um and yeah we'll probably jump you on for a bit of a debrief and see how you go but yeah um, thanks so much for sharing a bit of your story just a, um, a snapshot and you know how running has influenced your life um since it's come into it yeah no awesome thanks so much for having me um thanks. and yeah 